again, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie. What, what was the, the last? Reels on Wheels. I like that one. That's that's pretty sweet. So, uh, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, it is currently, just to let you know where I am and what time it is, it is uh, 1241 in the morning. Uh, and driving back from just playing a gig and I wanted to take some time to talk about this movie uh, the precursor if you will to the Puppet Master series uh, where the stars kind of aligned for this one where it's Charles Band but he's also got uh, Stuart Gordon the great Stuart Gordon when, and when you think of Stuart, Stuart Gordon movies you know, you got Reanimator from Beyond. Throw a little even Dagon in there. Um, this is the one that kind of gets overlooked, I think. But uh, Stuart Gordon, uh, you got Usna as well producing this. It's a, but it's a, a Charles Band production, and you got Richard Band doing the music. So I don't know. Things kind of align for this one, and I am talking about the movie called. Dolls from 1987. Like I said, kind of the precursor to uh, the Puppet Master series. A lot of similarities here in a way, and uh, this is a this is a fun flick, and uh, it is a horror slash supernatural. <laughs> is what they got on here. Uh, as far as the cast, um not a lot to really go over I mean everybody in this has pretty much been in something else but most of them have been in other Charles Band movies uh, with the exception of Carolyn Purdy Gordon which is Stuart Gordon's wife who ends up getting killed in every movie Stuart Gordon makes so I don't know how their relationship is but uh, she plays uh, Rosemary Bauer in this and super snooty woman and plays it to perfection and uh, you can't wait for her to get knocked off right so that's kind of the thing there like I said pretty much everybody else uh, has been in other uh, Charles Band movies let's look here for a synopsis and here we go <laughs> and let me get through this Stoplight. Alright, here we go. Wow, there's a lot on this. It's almost like the whole movie. They just wrote it out. Anyways, a dysfunctional family of three stopped by a mansion during a storm because there's a light over at the Frankenstein place. It does kind of feel like, you know, the, the beginning of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, so it says a uh, mansion during the storm. It's a father, a stepmother, and a child. And the child discovers that the elderly owners are magical toy makers and have a haunted collection of dolls. Yeah. So uh, you get a uh, an awesome scene too. And, and again, there's a lot of animosity between the stepmother and the daughter. The stepmother has a lot of money, and that's kind of the reasons that the dad is kind of. Uh, involved with her, I guess. Because, you know, she's 
got such a gleaming great personality but um, you get this uh, scene where the little girl has a, a teddy bear that she carries with her everywhere and they're in the middle of the storm car gets stuck they see the light at the house they walk to the house but uh, the stepmother Rosemary makes her leave the teddy bear behind only for the little girl to use her imagination and imagine that the teddy bear grows into a full size well super large teddy bear and then it busts open and a big scary bear comes out of the middle of it and chews up the stepmother and the father but then you realize it's it's just all in her head it's a lot of fun um but you end up being at this house and then you get random other people that show up because their car gets stuck too because of the storm. The the elderly people that have the mansion are spooky looking people as well. But yeah, there's these dolls everywhere. And you know, you don't have a high body count in this because there's, you know, there's really only six people that are kind of expendable in this and you know they're not all going to be expendable right so kind of a low body count but this thing i think moves pretty quick and i have to say um these dolls are really creepy because so many of them look like the dolls that like your grandparents or great-grandparents would have in their house with, you know, the, the porcelain kind of dolls with the eyes that, you know, are real glassy and seems like they look at you no matter where you go. So many of these dolls in this movie are kind of like that. Uh, older style. And uh, there's a big secret with the dolls, right? Because you keep hearing... You get seeing, you keep seeing POVs of stuff that's down low to the ground, and you're hearing like little giggling and all this kind of stuff. So it takes a little while for you to see what's actually going on. But these uh, these dolls actually are getting around on their own, and they uh, pretty much do whatever they want to do. And the clever thing about this movie is. Uh, restocking the shelf I guess is a good way to put it um it's almost the same idea of what we have in Texas Chainsaw with you know there's a supply and demand at the little grocery store and people want good barbecue and you know so people show up at the house and hey this is uh this is how we're gonna make the barbecue right you could even say Motel Hell, right? Which kind of took it to a different direction. But, um, you know, when there's a, a shortage of dolls, then random people show up. And when people get killed by the dolls, eventually they become dolls. And that's a thing that really makes this interesting because it's one thing to be killed by dolls. I always go back to Barbarella, right? The dolls with the metal teeth that chomp down on her and stuff. That's pretty creepy stuff. These dolls are more free-roaming, running around, but you get uh, these two girls that show up, they're kind of new age or new wave punk rock girls. One of them's dressed a lot like Madonna. 
with, with a lot of uh, extra facial makeup going on. And uh, she decides that this house is full of antiques, so she's going to sneak around, steal some stuff, and then when they leave, they'll, you know, sell the stuff and make a little loot, right? And uh, much to her surprise, she gets stopped and ran into a, a tow board on the wall and gets beat pretty drastically against this wall. And uh, so these these little uh, these little uh, dolls are pretty dang violent. And again, that's why we're watching this. But the clever thing about this is when her friend goes looking for her and she finds her, and she does she can't really see her, but she's telling her friend, "Go away, leave me here, go back, get out of here, you know, get away." And when she finally sees what's going on, her friend, the one that was stealing the stuff, is literally changing into a doll. Uh, hadn't really started shrinking yet, but her face is getting real porcelain-like. Her her eyes, her real eyes are falling out, which get replaced by, I guess, fake eyes. Uh, you know, you can kind of run with your imagination on this. It's, it's, it's done really well. Again, it's Stuart Gordon, so... I really haven't seen anything by him that I was really disappointed in. So, uh, it's really clever. And I, I think really well done. Like I said, the only thing that kind of slows it down is there's just not a lot of extra people in this, right? So, everybody thinks the little girl is out of her mind because she talks about, you know, the little people running around and doing these things. And so, her stepmother obviously doesn't, you know, believe her and the dad doesn't believe her either. But uh, they get their up-and-comings as well. And uh, I don't know. I, I think this is a a fun flick that needs to be revisited, right? And again, it, it's kind of the precursor to the the whole idea of, you know, the Puppet Master stuff. Um, there's some of these shots. Obviously, some of it is kind of stop motion. But the way that they did it, and they mixed it together with some, I don't know, somehow to some kind of puppetry, I guess, um, in real time. It really works. So, again, I, I got to go with the idea of this made them go, hmm, this looks good enough that you can kind of run with it, right? And turn it into what, what the Puppet Master became. You kind of get a glimpse of it in, in the Ghoulies flicks too, right? Because they're starting to experiment with some uh, stop motion with that. So this kind of takes that to the next degree and uh, really ups the game. And for for what this movie is and what these characters are, it really works well. So it, it, to me, it even really holds up really well. So uh, the movie is a little more... Even with everything that's going on, it's still a bit lighthearted, right? Because the whole the whole idea behind it is, uh, well, like they say in Step Brothers, never lose your dinosaur, right? It's about staying true to yourself and, you know, understanding that toys are a part of you and you become a part of them. And, uh, you know, 
you can take the whole Toy Story idea, right? Kind of ties into that same, you know, kid factor that we kind of grow grow up and grow out of. And uh, this movie is really about remaining a kid. And there's another character in this in this movie that's a grown man who picks up the two uh, new wave chicks, and he's pretty much Mr. Innocent. And uh, but he still has his heart, the heart of a child, and he talks about the toys that he loved that he had when he was growing up, and he would leave cookies under his bed to feed the the, the toys in case when he was asleep they would get hungry or you know, so he was kind of out there on all that kind of stuff, but you know, it, it's an interesting concept, and we see it in a lot of other stuff. And in this one, it, it really pulls you along. And the guy that's creating the toys, the toy maker and his wife, they 100% wholeheartedly believe in this, right? So it's really a the Santa Claus idea, right? Of punishing the bad and rewarding the good. It's really what this movie comes down to because it ends up being a very... You know, Hansel and Gretel uh, ending for the story where things end like they should, right? Because his her, her the little girl's stepmother gets her up and comings. Like I said, the dad uh, we get to see transformed by the end of it, and then the little girl ends up riding away with this other main character that, you know, loves the dolls, and he's going to take her back to her mother's, and uh, the little girl's already got it in her head that she wants to hook up her mom and this guy, because he's such a good guy. So, you know, it, it kind of carries you through this kind of stuff. It's good storytelling. It's done really well. Like I said, the only thing that's probably going to hurt this from a nowadays standard is, is just not a, a, a lot of people to be knocked off but the ones that do it's pretty dang awesome it's not every day that you see a, a group of toy soldiers <laughs> line up and uh, fire their muskets and it blow big holes through somebody and uh, like I said these little characters are are brutal they got little bitty saws and little bitty knives and they're like cutting people's feet and all this kind of stuff um it's good. I've really enjoyed revisiting this one. And I think you should check it out. And just like always, this is on Tubi. And I don't know. I, I think this one is a, a well-made flick. So with that, I'm still going to give this just a 3 out of 5, right? Just right in the middle of the road. I just kind of feel like that's where this one is. But for... For what it is and where it came from, production-wise, uh, this is actually a lot better than it probably should be. <laughs> I'll just leave it with that. So there you go, folks. What's your thoughts on dolls? Because it's it's not really a hard-to-find flick. It's just one I think that gets overlooked when you talk about Stuart Gordon stuff. Uh, let me know what you think on this one. I gave it a 3 out of 5. It could easily be a 4 out of 5. It's right there at it. But uh, 
I don't know. I, I think because of the style of movie it is, and some of it's a little cliche now when you see it, but it's still well done. That kind of pulls it back a little bit. All right, folks, that's it for this one. Hope you enjoyed it, and we will check you later.